many Canadians are struggling today and in some form or another uh, will always struggle to figure out uh, how is it that I find that next job or how do I find my first job and what what information do I need in order to make that decision and and make a decision that will lead to a positive outcome. Hello and welcome to our podcast series on future skills. I'm your host Jamie Nordstrand. Given the upheaval we've all faced since early 2020, including the loss of jobs and the evolution of the post-pandemic economy, it is more important than ever to address the current and future opportunities for Canada's labour force. On today's podcast, we will hear from David Tickle, a Future Skills Council member, and Stephen Tovin, the Executive Director of the Labour Market Information Council. Together, they discuss the importance of timely, relevant, and accessible labour market information so that Canadians can make informed decisions on jobs, skills, and training, a key part in building a learning nation. Hello, I'm David Tickhall, and I'm very pleased to be here with my long-term colleague, Stephen Tobin. So today we're here to discuss a part of the Future Skills Council report, uh, the part that focuses on helping Canadians make informed choices about jobs and skills. And for this discussion, uh, Stephen and I are going to focus on an important but kind of specialized topic. Uh, the name of this topic is labor market information. So we'll, before we do get into the details, I'm, we'll just talk a little bit of ourselves and where we fit into this. So my, my role at the Future Skills Council, I, I actually represent the issues of labor market information as a chair of the stakeholder panel at the Labor Market Information Council. Stephen is the executive director of the Labor Market Information Council, and he has sat in on the Future Skills Council as an invited observer. So he knows a lot about what we've been doing. Thanks, David, and look happy to be talking to you today about this, uh, what I think is a very, very critical issue. And well, you and I have been debating and arguing and conversing about this topic for at least uh, three years now. So it's about time uh, we recorded one of those many conversations. So look, thanks. Uh, thanks so much for for organizing this today. Look, um, look, for us, labor market information is, you know, in essence, anything really uh, that relates to data, insights, information, be it quantitative, qualitative, that can be used in a way that would enable Canadians to make more informed choices, be it careers, education, training, what should I study? Where should I study? So it's really, it's all encompassing and it includes, in my mind, kind of the traditional things that we think about, wages, skills, which will be kind of a central theme throughout our chat today, but also things like, like cost of living. Right? How much is it going to cost uh, where I might decide to go live or study? And so it, it really is all encompassing in terms of how we think about uh, making informed uh, decisions uh, in the workplace, really. So you're leading this thing called the Labor Market Information Council. What is that? It was kind of born out of an idea from the Forum of Labor Market Ministers. So in essence, uh, LMIC's board is made up of senior officials from essentially across the country. So there's members from every province, uh, every territory, 
Employment and Social Development Canada, as well as Statistics Canada. And so we kind of fit, I would say, in that nexus between being sort of private oriented. So we're a small organization. We're very quick. We're agile. Uh, but nevertheless, we have that orientation uh, towards doing something for the greater public good. And so I think that's kind of the space that we're we're trying to to play in while recognizing that there's obviously many uh, different entities that are involved in this space. So now, Stephen, let's talk about a little bit more about labor market information and why why is why it's such a big deal and how come it's not may not be so obvious to a lot of people. Before talking about that, I think it's really incumbent upon us to talk about what's happening today, right? I mean, in March and April of last year, three million Canadians lost their job in an extremely short period of time. Uh, we've recovered many of those jobs, uh, but it's important to note that, you know, those jobs that did come back aren't necessarily the same people uh, who lost their job in the first instance, right? And so many Canadians are struggling today and in some form or another uh, will always struggle to figure out uh, how is it that I find that next job or how do I find my first job and what what information do I need in order to make that decision and and make a decision that will lead to a positive outcome. You know, we as individuals have a certain set of information and views as to what I might be um, willing to train, but employers have a different set of information. And, and quite often uh, those decisions are made not at all based on the same information. And so I think when I think about the importance of labor market information, it, it's really about ensuring that we speak the same language um, and that the information is there for both parties, or if I were to include training providers as well. Um, so I think it, it's, it's a fundamental issue um, to address so that all Canadians have information so that they can make, I think, these tough decisions, which, which have only become uh, more challenging in the context of the pandemic. This brings us back immediately to the theme that you know, we're discussing today, which is skills. And so, you know, I think it's pretty clear that in the last decade or so, we've shifted our thinking from qualifications and credentials to skills. And it's clear, uh, you know, for me, uh, when I was deciding to leave high school and what to do, having a credential or a degree of some sort was the currency of the day. And that's clearly changed, right? Qualifications and credentials continue to play a vital role in kind of workforce development and helping Canadians uh, succeed. But clearly, skills is now the new currency in terms of how we think about uh, helping Canadians. And so that's kind of a new shift, but a, but an extremely important one. And I think this is where the gap in labor market information is is probably the the greatest in terms of I come with a certain set of skills and qualifications, but what upskilling and reskilling might I need in order to take up a new opportunity? And what is that new opportunity demanding in terms of skills? Uh, and how can we help close that gap? And it's a two-sided problem because I'm not even sure how to de describe what skills I have. I might know what some of them are, 
but if, if you were to sit me down and ask me what are your skills i'm not sure i'd exactly know how to answer that question so just moving on to this uh on this topic of why why lmi is a big deal there's another part to this i think which is you know labor market information is all around us you know every month we get for example the uh, stats can a report from statistics canada on on jobs but there's obviously a lot more uh labor market information out there than that Stephen, why is this still kind of an odd arcane subject for most people yeah i mean i think there's two two issues that that really come to mind i think you know when we traditionally thought about you know leaving high school and whatnot it was very much driven by just passions and interests and i think for the most part uh we kind of disregarded uh labor market information uh and so part of that has to do with understanding i think the power that labor market information sort of can enable and the other thing is i think it was difficult to find good labor market information so it was quite easy to kind of disregard it when you were thinking about making a decision and so look i think we need to do a better job of you know informing people that uh information is power when it comes to uh labor market and career decisions but i think in order to do that we also need to do a better job in terms of providing them uh with the timely with the relevant information um so that it speaks to the decisions that they're trying to make okay so let's let's talk about where we are what are we doing well what do we need to do a lot better yeah i mean i think it it starts by this you know recognition that there's been a a shift in the currency from credentials and qualifications to skills and i think you know the the establishment in and of itself of the future skills council i think in some sense pays homage to that right that there there is this change and it it needs to be addressed and so i think we're on the right sort of page and i think the report does a great job in articulating uh what it is we need to do in order to sort of promote and enable that learning nation culture including uh labor market information so i i think we're we're on the right path the look the biggest challenge again comes with respect to skills and given the fact that it's new um we're not quite there yet uh but we're really kind of in the early stages of of how we might i would say refine the language of describing jobs through that lens of skills and how we describe ourselves uh equally yeah i agree with all that i would add a couple of other points one thing that is is also evident is that even for the same job or same occupation skills demand the demand for skills is not uniform even within the same occupation different kinds of organizations you know that might be quite different uh, for uh, for say a restaurant supervisor in a small corner uh restaurant versus someone who's working in a large chain of restaurants so and you know if you're if you're trying to make a career choice those are important important uh, things to think about because you know from a personal perspective you you may wish to, you may prefer to work in one of those environments versus the other and then secondly our occupational definitions and descriptions that we typically use in those say those statistics annual canada monthly reports or census that, that's done every 5 or 10 years you know they're fine as far as they go but there's so much innovation now in jobs and in job titles and in job descriptions um 
they just don't cover the gamut anymore. There's, you know, for example, take emerging fields like uh, cybersecurity or uh, bioinformatics, or you know, even it, it, phys medical physician occupations uh, don't are not are not treated in a granular way. There's one physician occupation in all of the Statistics Canada data, so there's a lot. A um, lot more to be work done around granularity, both around occupations and around skills. And then the last thing, of course, <clears throat> is that a lot of this data is neither timely enough, we don't get it with sufficient frequency, and also it's not local enough. Yeah, I mean, d dead on. I mean, no, I mean, there's, yeah, there's certain things I think that need to be done on the margin, but look in my mind, the the skills issue is is probably our biggest uh challenge and then of course uh once we get a bit of a handle on that uh it's of no use to anyone uh if we're not able to share it with people in a way that helps them make those informed decisions right so we have to do both we have to do both yeah well there's a light at the end of the tunnel around uh these challenges of of labor market information so basically to to provide a very high level perspective on that. There's traditional labor market information, which is largely based on surveys. For example, when we get our monthly uh, Statistics Canada uh, report on jobs, they do something that's called a household survey. They survey people who live in households and they find out where they're working and so on and so forth. And they compile the data and they, they, they publish a report. There's something else that's happening that's emerging and it's emerging very quickly and it's already here in many, many, many ways. And that uses a diff very different approach. What it does is it takes very large sets of data that already exist for other reasons. And it mines that data and it analyzes that data, sometimes using traditional analytical and statistical techniques, in other times using you know, more advanced techniques like you know, machine learning, artificial intelligence, whatever you want to call it. Um, and it basically uh, reaches conclusions and finding findings and conclusions based on these very large data sets. And some of that some of that data is is happening in real time. For example, postings that employers put up online or on their own websites or wherever job postings. And there's a continuing flow of job postings that happens over time. And it, it's th those job postings change and they they provide at least the employer's perception of the job of the skills they need for particular jobs the and then you can add them up and you can get a volume of jobs that are in demand and so on and so forth so this is the emerging uh, frontier of labor market information and both of these methods whether it's traditional survey-based labor market information or uh, large data set based information, they both have their strengths and they both have their limitations. The, the reason real-time information matters is because things are now changing so quickly in the job market when specifically it comes to skills, right? So we've seen dramatic turmoil in Canada's job market over the past year, which in my opinion has only accelerated uh, the shift in skill needs and shift in skill needs across sectors, across jobs, across geographies, right? And so for me, that's why real-time information is important because because you can get uh, up-to-date information on skill requirements. And so that being what we need in order to help people move from a good job 
uh, to a better job or from unemployment to a new job. That's why it matters to me. And I think, you know, you, you point out that these new big data sets that can be leveraged using new techniques, I think opens up a tremendous opportunity for how we think about addressing the gap uh, in skill-related labor market information. And the question is uh, sort of the what uh, and the how. And I think the Future Skills Council report uh, places the right emphasis on skills. Uh, and you better use new and different techniques because the prevailing sources and approaches aren't going to cut it. It's just a question of turning now words into action. Okay, so let's move to that. How are we turning those words into action? Well, in fact, I'm pleased to say that the Labor Market Information Council is actually taking some very big steps in this direction through a partnership with the Future Skills Center, which is sister, a sister entity to the Future Skills Council. Yeah, I mean, I think to, to start, clearly this, this partnership between LMIC and the Future Skills Center is, you know, very much coming from the thoughts and recommendations of the Future Skills Council, uh, report in terms of, look, we, we need to do a better job, um, with respect to labor market information, in particular, uh, with respect to skills. And so that's, that's really how, the partnership was was born and i think the the objectives broadly speaking are look we need to improve the overall availability of labor market information and that means closing the gap in terms of what is available uh with respect to skills and to make sure that that information is accessible uh in a way that canadians and those that help canadians can kind of access um so that they can help make informed decisions. Practically speaking, from that, we can apply some of these new technologies in terms of identifying what are the skills and other uh, work requirements of these jobs, uh, how they might differ across uh, sector or geography, and thinking about how we can really generate kind of new ways of thinking about skills because, you know, the approach here is typically based on frequency. And we know that the number of times something shows up in a job posting doesn't necessarily mean the same thing as importance. So for us, that means making sure that all prevailing labor market information that exists today, be it wages, uh, employment, is kind of curated in a way that makes sense for the individual in question. And then I would say the biggest uh, hurdle that we're trying to address is, is putting all that information in this cloud-based repository and making it accessible to, in particular, uh, those that we see as kind of the primary client, which is those that are helping Canadians uh, make those decisions. But if you build an amazing website, but no one in the country has internet, then what's the point, right? So we're building this relatively sophisticated cloud-based data bank, for lack of a better word, um, how will people access it? And so a big part of the project will also sort of allocate really like dollars uh, to the system in order to incentivize the creation of, of digital tools and platforms to draw on the data repository 
that will sort of help facilitate uh, decision making. And so those are kind of the the three or four big pieces that we're we're thinking about. Well, I got to tell you, Stephen, as we talk about this and we really have a conversation about this between the two of us, I can't help help but say how exciting it feels. I mean, even though we've been sort of grinding away this, this idea and pulling it together and making it happen for at least two years now since we started talking about this. Um, and we get together and we actually chat about this and, and share it with whoever is out there listening to our conversation. I can't help but feel like we're actually moving the needle on something that's really important. So thank you for having this wonderful discussion with me and for making me part of this process with you. Thanks for being along for the ride. Uh, and you're right, it's very exciting. Okay, well, over and out. Thank you very much for your time today. All right, thank you, David. Let's Talk Future Skills is a production of Employment and Social Development Canada. All opinions expressed in this podcast are that of the individual and not necessarily that of their employer or ESDC. For more information on future skills, or to read the Council's full report, which includes a more in-depth perspective on the labour market information priority pillar, visit canada.ca forward slash future skills. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast and click the notification tab so you know when the next one is released. Thank you for listening to Let's Talk Future Skills.